said and she said you need to pay attention If they make the comment then it's worth the mention Jamil and Shatora you know they got the scoop At work talking about what black people do If you ain't real then you probably won't feel this It's all facts you know they coming with the realness Or pettiness either way you are getting it Uncut, unfiltered, and unedited Lifting up the culture, you know how it's gotta be Making words work, give it to you tongue-in-cheek Forget that water cooler, we like tea sweet This is boss talk reserved for the B-sweet B-sweet, B-sweet Boss talk is reserved for the B-sweet B-sweet, B-sweet Cool it out or you'll end up on that B-sweet What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the B-Suite Podcast. I'm one half of the podcast, Jamil, alongside the better half of the podcast, Shatora. What's going on, Shadizzle? What's up, Jay? How you feeling? It's, I'm great. It's June 1st. Yeah, it's June. Happy um, Black Hit. You know... I call it Freedom Month. You know, there was, a, there was an initiative that they were trying to actually um, push Black History Month to, to June, June yeah. instead of February. You know, so um, I know a good friend of mine um, Rashad, who um, oversees oh, Forbes, um, Forbes of Culture. Okay. Oh, yeah. maybe that's not the same Rashad. Yeah, okay. yeah. So he he was like really spearheading this movement um, um, in partnership with Forbes. Yeah. To actually trying to change the, uh, the the month for Black History Month to, to June. June. It's yeah. Black Music Month. Yeah, Juneteenth month. Yeah. But you know what? I'll take February and June and August. I'll take every damn I'll month of the a, year. I'll take all the months. Absolutely. We'll, we'll take them all. Every month is my month. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. So, yeah. man, I'm just, um, I'm excited. It's, you know, we got some good weather up here in Buffalo. You know, I, you know, I came back from out of town and I was not excited to come back to this weather because like the, literally, literally the, the day, day that I left, back, it was 90 degrees in the Dominican when, Republic. When you, when you left Dominican? Yes. And you came back here and it was like, it was like 40. 40. <laughs> it was trash. I'm like, this, it was this trash, is just straight trash. Trash yeah. money, yeah. you know. So, yeah. um, yes, I wasn't really excited about that, but you know, I was excited to kind of come home. The vacation was great, and yeah. I just really needed to kind of get back on my grind. So, mm-hmm. um, and it's been a grind since I've been home. I'm tired. Uh, yeah. I, I'm tired, boss. I'm tired. You ain't done yet. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. But you know, we got we got a, a lot of great things coming up um, over the course of the, uh, the month of June. So. I think it's fitting that we're recording on the first day of June. We've got some really awesome things planned for the podcast for the rest of the month. Yes. So I'm really excited about that. Um, and above and beyond the podcast, we're just in Buffalo specifically, we're doing June, like really, really, really big. Mm-hmm. We're going to show the rest of the country, like how we do Juneteenth yes. for real in a, yes. in a almost post COVID world. Um, so it's going to be, it's going to be some, some really incredible things happening in June for Buffalo, for Black people, and for everybody to celebrate Freedom Month with us. I just told, uh, I put up a stat on Facebook. I don't know if you saw this. I think I put it up yesterday, either the day before yesterday. And I said that Juneteenth weekend in Buffalo is about to be the blackest yes. in the country. Yes. And people have to understand, because we've been doing Juneteenth before. 46 consecutive yeah, years. Yeah, people, you know, people are really kind of getting on this Juneteenth wave after everything that happened last year. Right. But, you know, for us, we've been doing Listen, Juneteenth. Listen, we like, were swag surfing in 2019. Seriously, seriously. On the float. So seriously. we've been doing this. We've yeah. been doing it. And I got to give a, a, a big shout out to myself. I think I was the first person to ever get the mayor <laughs> to, swag to swag surf. <laughs> Yo, it was amazing. He had his khakis on. 
his polo, and he was yo, he was swag surfing. He was swag surfing. He was swag he surfing. Was so big shout out to the mayor for uh, just being a good sport about that. And, you know, so yeah, it was great. Yeah, it was a good time, man. So so yeah, I'm just looking forward to a lot of uh, great things. We'll, we'll just kind of give him a, a, a bit of a teaser, just um, in terms of the podcast. We got you want. Yeah, no, we can. We can. Well, first of all, it's gonna be live. Okay, yes, we gonna, live. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so that I'm really excited about. Sunday, like, June nineteenth. Uh, no, Sunday, no, Sunday, June twentieth. I'm sorry, Sunday, June twentieth. Um, yeah. the B Suite Live is going to be absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. We're going to be interviewing all of the walkers from the Freedom Walk. They will all be here in the city mm-hmm. of Buffalo. Again, it's going to be a dope live event. We have a live DJ. We got food. I mean, this. I think this is going to be the first time we did a, a live podcast. The too. first live pod. Our first live pod. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. going. It's going to be super dope. So it's, I was. It'll, up, it'll be a vibe. I was up until like three o'clock in the morning last night planning this stuff out, and, yeah. I, and I, I swear to God, I was about to text you, but I was like, Jamil, she's asleep. Yeah, it's not gonna go through. <laughs> like she's not gonna I'll answer it, it, you know. It. And I'm like, I ain't want you to be pissed off on me in the morning when you woke up and saw it. So no, I was I'm, like, you know what? It's, I wait. Yeah. I wait until a decent hour. No, you know? but we, but we were both thinking the same thing. Yeah. I think I hit you up anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. So that that whole weekend, and we have more really really amazing things that's happening in Buffalo. Yeah, it's going to soon to be announced. So um, you can make sure that you follow us on our platforms. Um, at the B Suite Podcast, we'll plug this again at the end of the show. But um, we'll we'll be posting all of this stuff up there. Um, also with the Buy Black Buffalo, you know, we post the stuff up there as well. So Buy Black Buffalo, yeah. Okay. Love by Black Buffalo. Yeah, I, I know you do. I know that holds a special place it in your heart. A special place in my heart, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So I'm excited about everything that's happening in June. But, Shatora, um, I'm going to let you do the honors because we got a, a really, really special guest with us. Um, <laughs> I've been hearing a lot about this guy. Let me just say this real quick before you do the introduction. Um you know, usually, you know, you and I, we have conversations outside of oh, the yeah. podcast and such, and we talk mm-hmm. about everything. We talk about life and all of it. Everything, life, yeah. politics, just everything. You Love, know what I mean? Yep. Mm-hmm. Love everything. And the one person that, you know, that's constantly referenced in these conversations, because you tell me, well, I've been having a conversation with my brother about <laughs> this. I've been having a conversation <laughs> with my brother about that. And I'm just like, yo, your brother's a wise dude, yo. yo. He must be a super, super wise dude. Yeah. And I couldn't wait to meet him. So um, I'm super excited to have him on the podcast, but I'll let you do the honor. So this man is honestly like the, the wisest man I know. Um, I can talk to him about absolutely everything. And... um you know, also like he puts me on game to like understanding men in Mm. general, you know, just like, but he's so, so the thing about my brother is that he is somebody who can, he can help you see like where, where, where you're not understanding, like what you're missing. Mm -hmm. He can help you understand what you're not missing and do it in a really like, compassionate thoughtful way so mm. you don't feel defensive or anything you like mm-hmm. oh <laughs> you know what I mean so like so I think like an hour conversation for us is short um so it's kind of crazy uh he asked me one day like who are the smartest people you know like top five smartest people you know and he was number one on my list wow and that's no cap so as the kids would say, but, um, <laughs> but, um, my, my, my brother is, he's kin. He is, um, he's the, the best father I've ever, I've ever seen. 
Um, and uh, on top of that, he's like incredibly smart and his, his intellect is coupled with wisdom. So uh, <laughs> back in late 2020, he actually, he, uh, he put me on to Kevin Samuels, mm. <laughs> which put me mm. on, which put me on to the manosphere a little bit, right? A little bit to an extent, like I really, I'm, I still really don't know. I really don't even want to know everything about the manosphere. It's none of my business, yeah. but, um, he is, he is my investment and manosphere expert. And so I asked him, he's, he's very low key. Like that's kind of in our nature, my mm -hmm. whole family, like we're pretty low key, mm -hmm. but we do stuff. And so, um, I asked him to be on the podcast. He's not going to have no social media to share. He don't want <laughs> you to know where he works. Like <laughs> He don't want you to know where he live or what he do. Out here, yo. You know what I mean? Like he's out here doing great things, big things, amazing things. But like he agreed to be on the podcast and I was so happy because today, you know, we're, we're going to talk about the manosphere and, and a little bit about Kevin Samuels and like what that has done um, for the culture and for black men. Um, I find it really fascinating. So I'd like to introduce uh, my best friend, Will Roberson to the podcast. Welcome, What's going on, Will. Bro? What's going on? Well, hello. That's, uh, that's quite <laughs> an introduction. So thank you. The, the, the first thing I'll say is you need to, uh, we need to widen your circle if I'm the wisest person. <laughs> <laughs> Let's immediately get you around some new people. I'm going to work on it. <laughs> but no, um, happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, little, little sis calls and asks for something. Um, I'm going to show up. I see Shatora is the reason. I mean, that you're the reason that Shatora be curving all these dudes out here. <laughs> Yeah, because <laughs> I'm just like, damn. I'm like, that's some good. That's some good ass game, y'all. Like, like. Shut up. <laughs> Jay, yeah, I mean, okay. yeah, you wanna? I can, I can tell you. You wanna come at your door? You're, you're gonna have to come correct. Absolutely, absolutely. I'll you be know. single for all. <laughs> Don't put that energy in the atmosphere. Yeah, we're not, we're not putting that way. energy in the atmosphere. I'm happy, so it's good. Yeah, cool. well, that's good. That's <laughs> well, welcome. Thank you for coming on, coming on to the show, bro. Appreciate Absolutely. it. So, here's what happened, right? So the other day, I was watching Monique put up a video, and she was like, um, to everybody who calls me auntie, I want to talk to y'all for a second. And she was like, she was walking through the Atlanta airport, and she saw a bunch of Black women you know, wearing bonnets and pajamas and slippers. And she was like, you know, we got to do better. You know, like, I'm not saying you got to be completely dressed up and high heels and all that stuff. But, you know, can you, can you brush your hair? Can you just show that you care? Put a, like, have a little pride behind it. And that's not even a thing that got me. What got me was it was reposted by this young lady I follow her name is Coco Sorrell out of um the UK and she was like I'm sorry but this ain't it why can't black women have their own spaces if Becky was wearing a messy bun we wouldn't you know and I was just kind of like but mm. none of that is what she was talking about mm. so anyways my logical train of thought went to Kevin Samuels who you weigh more than a man 
I'm, I'm just really curious. I know we're going to get into that conversation. I'm really curious to to know your thoughts. Like, I, I just became familiar with Kevin Samuels over the last couple of months, and uh, he's, yeah, he's 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 he's, 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 a, he's a he's a character, you know. So, um, but you know, we'll get into that conversation. I actually saw um, uh, a clip of that video today um, from Monique. This, today was the first time I uh-huh, heard about uh-huh. it, and you know, and I was and I, I felt like I wanted to post about it. You know, just to yeah. kind of get people thinking, you know. So. And then I said no. Yeah. I thought the same thing. Yeah. And then I was just like, uh, yeah, if y'all want to wear a bonnet, and it was like, yeah, yeah. you and, do that. And you know, uh, we, yeah. we live in a super sensitive time yeah. now where people, especially for for men, you know, to try to come come for black women, your yeah, ass is going to get canceled you, in a heartbeat. Yeah, I so. wouldn't even yeah. go in those trepidatious waters. So, yeah, yeah. I, I've, I've tried it and, <laughs> you know, I've, I, I didn't yeah, got my head cut off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Come so, so, Will, like, all of this made me think of, like, the manosphere and all the stuff they talk about there. And just to start, just to give us some context, because it's a lot more than Kevin Samuels. Can you talk about the manosphere, the genesis, where it started, and go from there? Um, sure. I can talk about what I know. Yeah. Um, and so uh, what what these men refer to as the manosphere is, is a group of men. It actually uh, transcends race. Um uh, so of course there are some black content creators, but uh, you know it. It you can find uh, mano, you know, manosphere content using air quotes uh, across race, but uh, it seems to be um, just a group of men that want to focus on the things that uh, they believe uh, really kind of define what makes men men, um, and that goes across a few areas. Uh, I'll be honest, it it gets. From what I've seen, it gets kind of dark and crazy in some areas. That's part of the reason why uh, it has a bad reputation. Um, just for some reference, Kevin Samuels is probably like in the middle. So mm-hmm. you can imagine like how you know bad it gets toward the end. Um, but it, you know, it seems to me what resonates uh, with people is uh, the really the core message, which is fairly principled. And so, you know, when you all think of Kevin Samuels, you probably think of that video where he uh, told that young lady, um, you're average at best. Uh Uh, Mm -hmm. I, by that point in time, I really had kind of stopped watching him. Um, When I was watching Kevin Samuels, apparently that, you know, that was, that was before his kind of rise to fame. I got introduced to him based upon a video that he posted called, um, the top 50 things your father should have taught you. And that was a video that he posted uh, so that young men who didn't have a male influence in their life uh, could have the benefit of like an older, wiser man giving them some direction, you know, wearing a suit, job interviews, things like that. Um, The core of his message, and if you listen to him, he actually references uh, Jordan Peterson a lot. Mm -hmm. Jordan Peterson is a clinical psychologist who um, who gained some notoriety for you know some concerns he had over com- compelled speech, but um, his message, the core of his message, is uh, really about responsibilities um, and how responsibilities can add meaning to one's life. Uh, and if you listen to Kevin Samuel's message, uh, he. <laughs> Actually, the core of his message is about the actions that we take have natural consequences and, and there are accountabilities tied to all of those actions. And so when, when you see him 
telling someone, hey, you know, you're average at best, really kind of the, the point that he's trying to make is uh, you, that this person is asking for something that they have not, uh, that they don't deserve, I guess, ne necessarily. And we can all define deserve or, you know, whatever. But uh, at the end of the day, my takeaway is that's why it resonates with so many people because he's still pointing to uh, the responsibility and the accountability that we all need to take for our own lives. And, and the reason why I point to Jordan Peterson uh, as, as the source is because Jordan Peterson as a clinical psychologist uh, is for the most part is referencing data. He will, he actually has like a reading list. So I, I did one of his reading lists. So he'll give you 10 books that you need to read. And it's a bunch of classic psychiatry, things like that. Um, but it all points to that same message. And Kevin Samuels is really kind of echoing that message. Whereas, you know, with rights come with responsibilities. Mm -hmm. And all of us are very quick to point to our rights. We're all well aware of them. Um, but how often do we talk about our responsibilities? And so when you have Kevin Samuels kind of putting that message out there, albeit in a more entertaining way, um, that starts to resonate with people. That's, that's a good point. And um, I've, like I said, over the last couple of months, I've become more familiar with, um, with Kevin Samuels. And a lot of the messaging, you know, if you, if you like really listen to a lot of his messaging, a lot of the stuff actually kind of makes sense. You know, yeah. um, however, I think it's just clouded in, as you just um, stated, Will, um, and just like that entertainment side of things and, yeah. you know, um, and him just trying almost like kind of like that shock job type, <laughs> you know, type, um, type feeling. Yeah, he got on World Star. Yeah, and, right. Yeah. And um, and he just wants to, you know, he wants to keep feeding that. Mm -hmm. And I think that, the you know, his overall message was, again, which makes a lot of sense if you really listen to him. Um, you, you know, people, they tune that stuff out because they're, you know, you know, when he's trashing women, especially black women, mm -hmm. you know, it, um, and, and, and some people might not, you know, might not feel that he's actually trashing black women, you know, but um, I just think that his approach could be um, a lot better when it comes to dealing with women. I saw a video with mm -hmm. him. I just happened to, um, to see a video alive with him last night. Mm -hmm. um, and he told another woman, you know, um, she, you know, she got on there and said that she thought she was like an eight <laughs> or whatever. And he just completely shut that down. I mean, <laughs> you know? but <laughs> I watch I watch his videos. Guess what I'm never doing? I'm never calling in to his well, show and asking yeah. him to rate me. Like, mm -hmm. so you go ahead, Will. No, yeah, I, I think that that's really it right there. If you watch his show, he only takes callers who disagree with him. So <laughs> he, he specifically says, only call in if you disagree with me. And if you call in and say, hey, I really appreciate what you're doing, he says, yeah, okay, that's not that's not what I wanted. Mm -hmm. Um, but this is part of the reason why I'm like, this is where he's really smart. He actually takes, uh, you know, it, he takes data, he takes statistics, uh, he does some research and then he makes that point. Now, it, 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 science in its nature is, uh, things that have been observed. And so it's proven to an extent. And so now if you come in, you decide you're going to call in and you say, well, I disagree. <laughs> You're saying I disagree with this scientific research. And I mean, that's a pretty bold stance. Mm -hmm. And so that's how those people end up getting caught up kind of in that scenario. Now, Kevin Samuels presents it 
in a way where, you know, is, is he, he has the benefit of presenting it as definitive because he's got the research to back it up. Like he's, he's, I can tell he's done some reading, he's done some research. And when you're calling in, like just to disagree with someone based upon a conversation you had with your cousin or your sister or whatever, you're, you're not going to win. You're going to lose course, every time, right? Yeah, he's, he's leveraging that to, quite frankly, make the caller look foolish. But they're really kind of, I mean, we're doing it to ourselves when we call it. And wait, so in a trial, right, and you put a witness on the stand, what the other, what the other side tries to do is impeach that witness, like, based on their credibility, right? So when a caller calls in and they already perpetuate a stereotype, that he's preaching against. They've got a bonnet on their head. They, you know what I mean? Like they, they, whatever, whatever he is stereotyping women as, or saying women shouldn't be, and you call in and you're already that presented just in, you know, physically, then that also, that kind of impeaches, you impeach yourself based on a lack of credibility because You've proven him right and his point right, yeah. right there. I mean, for, the, for the most part, like, isn't <laughs> at, at this point, 90% of his premise is like, hey, you know, wealthy men uh, like attractive women. I mean, that's basically the premise of what he's saying. And you're going to call it. Poor men like attractive women. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so you, I like attractive women. Like we, yeah. 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 So no, I don't. I don't have to be attractive. Uh, so I can be unfit, unattractive, do what I want, say what I want, and I'm still going to get an attractive man, or I'm still going to get this wealthy, super wealthy high man. value. Yeah, whatever yeah. I want. He calls it the high value man. I mean, on his face, that argument doesn't make any sense. And so again, that's why he ends up. <laughs> that's that's why he ends up in these you know conversations and and. Well, at this point, you're right. He he he's basically like a shot jock. Yeah, and and if you watch him on other channels, he is more himself, and mm-hmm. so you you see that it is a persona that now he's adopted. So when you first started talking about Kevin Samuels, you said you had pretty much stopped watching him at that point because you were. Uh, you were an early Kevin Samuels adopter, right? So why did you start watching Kevin Samuels, Jordan Peterson, and other channels in the manosphere? What value did that bring to you? Oh, if if, uh, if the conversation is, is going to be about accountability, becoming a better person, uh, what that means and what that looks like, uh, I think that's a conversation worth having. Um, the The truth is responsibility, accountability is what gives life meaning. And that's mm-hmm. really kind of the bottom line. We, we, we talk about it all the time in business when we say, you know, ownership is key. Ownership is key. Um, well, that applies to every aspect of life. Uh, mm-hmm. And, you know, specifically uh, when it comes to responsibilities and accountability in general, um, that's a conversation that is not had kind of most of the time. Uh, most of the time we're having conversations about how to get easy money, uh, how to do things quickly. Um, we talk about our rights a lot, uh, mm-hmm. but we never talk about our responsibilities. So 
I think if, you know, this is a black podcast. So if we got 10 black people together and we said, um, well, how many, how many of you believe uh, in civil rights? 10 out of 10, I guarantee would say, yeah, of, of course I believe in civil rights. Mm-hmm. And then you would say, okay, um, how many of you all uh, voted in the last local election? How many of you all uh, served in jury duty? Mm-hmm. How many of you all um, registered or, or have kept up with your selective service registration? Mm-hmm. And the people that believe in civil rights, that would be 10 out of 10. But those criteria that I just gave, probably zero out of 10. Well, if it'll you're not exercising, say that again? I said it'll dwindle uh, immensely for sure. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. So if, you, if, you're not, if you're not exercising your civic uh, responsibilities, what's the point of even having civil rights? So civil right. rights is the, is the ability to, to exercise that stuff. But, you know, we're not doing that. It, it, and so the, the rights conversation is very easy to have. It's, it's the responsibilities conversation that, uh, that takes some time, but is ultimately more fulfilling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Speaking of responsibilities, I, you know, I'm curious to know, I mean, we, you know, we talk about this in, in the you know, context of Kevin Samuel and, um, and just in so many conversations that we're having now. I'm curious to know what, you know, you feel like the responsibilities are and w- what is the place of the black man today, right? Because, um, you know, for so long, we've been kind of like, you know, at the bottom of that totem pole, um, of that social, um, socioeconomic totem pole and such. But um, w- there's been a lot of talk recently, uh, you know, and, and I think honestly, there's been like the, um, I would say almost like a, a resurgence of the black man and, you know, people more black men are kind of finding their place. So I'm curious to know your thoughts around that. Um, yeah, I, you know, I completely agree. I, you know, in terms of what's required of the black men, I, I think that's a twofold answer. Um, number one, I think as individuals, we have the responsibility. It, it was uh, Victor Frankl that said, God doesn't uh, give us uh, a purpose in life we owe that answer back to God. And so as individuals, especially as black men, we have the opportunity now that we have all of our rights and freedoms, we have the opportunity and therefore the responsibility to define, uh, you know, who we want to be as individuals and, and, and who we are going to be as individuals. And that, that's an ever changing answer, but that's part of the reason why I'm so interested, interested in the conversation, because that's going to change from day to day you know, from year to year. Um, And then, you know, we have to, so there's the individual responsibility, but then there's the responsibility kind of as a group. And so when we see people out uh, protesting or fighting for some cause, uh, you know, the the question is, how do we want to participate in that? And what do we do to support each other? Uh, I don't think that those two things are mutually exclusive. So there's a good way to um, initially focus on yourself and then to naturally kind of support the community. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and so actually, when Kevin Samuels talks about a high value man, one of his criteria is, you know, what is your network? And Mm -hmm. so if, if you're looking to build out your network, that's going to include people that you can help and people that can help you. 
but of course, you know, if you're looking to build out a network of like-minded individuals, like-minded individuals, the, the question is, you know, well, what's on your mind? What are you feeding yourself? What are what are you doing to better yourself? So it's, it starts with the individual and then uh, spreads out to the community. And so that, that's my long-winded way of saying, uh, as Black men, we all need to, you know, stand up individually and as an individual decide how we're going to answer that question. Mm -hmm. That's good. Let me ask you another question um, as it pertains to um, Kevin Samuels again. Um, do you think it's healthy, um, you know, the way he, in which he engages in conversations um, where, uh, you know, sometimes it's like uh, it can be productive, but oftentimes, like I said, like we said, it's more of like the shock stuff or whatever, but uh, but we see sometimes, and I, and I look and I monitor like the, like the comments and the conversations that happen, you know, from conversations that he's having, and it often seems like there's a there's there's this 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 rift and this divide um, that's almost furthering the divide between you know black the black man and the black woman, right? So, do you do you think that it's healthy that he's engaging in conversations the way that he is? Or, or is, is there another approach? Is, is there another way in which we can have those conversations where, you know, it can be less divisive and more, you know, you know for lack of better words, um, of us coming together? Right. Um, so I don't, in particular, see it as divisive. Uh, it, is it, um, is the way he, he's doing it healthy? I think we'd have to, like, give it some time and, and kind of see the result at this point. Um, without, without me adding any judgment to it with what it is, I mean, there are pros and cons. The, there has been a gap inside of our um, culture where, quite frankly, men just kind of didn't have a voice, specifically Black men. Mm -hmm. uh, and so is it, good for, um, is it good for women to get some insight into how we talk to each other? Uh, yeah, but, you know, probably, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, is it good for, you know, some women to kind of get some real talk? Because let's not forget, it's not just the young boys that don't have fathers. These women, you know, might not have fathers either. So is it, is it good for them to get some of that? Yeah, you know, yeah, probably. Now, when it comes to, um, cause there are some negative aspects to it, but when it comes to kind of mitigating that, um, we would have to, you know, after some time, weigh it against the positives. In general, I'm for, you know, diversity of conversation, kind of diversity of thought, because at the end of the day, uh, if you don't want to listen to him, I mean, you don't have to, he's on YouTube. It's not like right. he's on some major whatever. Uh, and then also, we're talking about speech. And so th there's, <laughs> there, there's a reason why freedom of speech is the First Amendment. It's not even, it, it, it's, it's not even just that, um, uh, that would be so hard to legislate. And so when we're talking about how people should communicate with each other, oh, I mean, that, that's really something that we decide socially. And if, mm -hmm. if mm -hmm. the truth is conversations like that are happening, um, then why can't conversations like that happen? You know, why can't we let conversations like that happen. Uh, conversely, um, I can find, I can give you some pros and cons to some of the stuff that Oprah said in the 80s. 
Um, and I can tell you some stuff that was wrong and, and damaging about that. Um, and, you know, I can, I can give you a lot of things that kind of sound good on the surface, but really kind of beneath the surface, uh, they're very damaging. Uh, and so I personally, I don't have an issue with it. Uh, um, I think it's something that can help. I think it's something that can hurt, uh, but I, I'm going to keep pointing to like the individual. That's something that we all individually have to kind of sit down and decide. One, one of, I'll just tell you, one of my big concerns in general is kind of this, this group think, this mm. um, mm -hmm. really, so one of the, <clears throat> and believe it or not, this is really kind of, when it comes to his, what his, what Kevin Samuel's message has been, uh, when you follow, you know, when you uh, uh, follow the trail or, or, you know, go down that hole, um, when it comes to how we make decisions, our moral compass, uh, where are we getting that from? Where, mm -hmm. where are we getting our, um, yeah, our morals and values from? One of the things that Kevin is pointing out to people is that uh, th your ideals, they're based on magazine articles, they're based mm -hmm. on ad campaigns, they're based on people that were really just trying to sell you something. And, and that's what's really driving, you know, your morals and values. And now when I tell you that that's the reason why it hasn't worked is because they were only trying to sell you something, like you're getting upset with me. Um, but that's absolutely the case. Mm -hmm. uh, let me... <laughs> So let me ask you all this. How often do you need to um, get a new mattress? <laughs> what do you think? think I want? <laughs> I didn't, probably, probably never. I don't know. You, you probably only need well, like a new mattress every 20 years. I don't know. So it, exactly. So that's good. There's actually an ad campaign out there saying you need a new mattress every eight years. Yeah. Uh, and interestingly enough, it's the people that make and sell mattresses that are telling right. me that. Um, <laughs> but so I actually know some people in marketing, though, that helped develop that ad campaign. And I, I have a secret for you all. You don't actually need <laughs> a mattress every eight years. And they don't, they don't, they don't fool me. I need a new one. <laughs> he like got it marked in his calendar. Yeah, it's definitely in my, in my calendar right now to get a new mattress. I'm, I got one planned for this summer, actually. But that's another story for another day. I'm dead ass serious right now. But another story for another day. But go ahead, bro. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're you're fine. And and that's to me, that's actually that is what Kevin Samuels is exposing. That a lot of our values, and not me included. Uh, this is <laughs> this is more a statement of self awareness than self righteousness. But a lot of our values, a lot of the our principles, a lot of the uh, inputs we use to make decisions are uh, based upon information that we were given from people trying to sell us stuff. Mm. Mm -hmm. And that includes, by the way, I don't, I don't know if anyone knew this, uh, but Oprah was making a lot of money uh, when she had that talk show. Mm -hmm. And oh, so, yeah, yeah uh, it, it wasn't, <clears throat> she had a lot of messages that um, that made us feel really good and that really propagated, you know, throughout uh, the culture. Uh, but I would, you know, you know, 
anytime someone's trying to sell us something, what, what we should do is hold their message up to, you know, some sort of standard. She's, I use her as an example because she's a perfect example of someone that everyone just accepts. You know, she, mm-hmm. she's a perfect example of man that felt really good, man that sounded really good. And then when I'd ask single women, you know, how would you like to have a life like hers? You mean with one friend and one guy that I think I might be dating forever? Uh, that doesn't appeal to most people. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, her, her message lands really well versus a Kevin Samuel, whose message seems kind of harsh. And you know what they say, if you're not paying for the product, you are the product. That, that is correct. That yeah. is absolutely correct. Yeah. So a couple of things um, you mentioned that I, I want to ask you about. The first thing is, um, do, do men, and specifically Black men, have safe spaces like do are there enough spaces like this for black men to go to and learn or just express themselves honestly and openly that is a good question i would uh i would say <laughs> my impression based upon what i see is more than likely no mm-hmm. um i'm a big i'm a big believer in markets and the market based upon all of the stuff that's popping up on social media, all of these groups, all of these movements for men, uh, the market would say uh, that no, men do not have enough spaces to to speak right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Um, I think that we are, you know, in a time now where we're seeing more of these spaces starting to pop up, mm-hmm. but for, for such a long time, you know, and how often have we, you know, on this podcast, we talk about therapy a lot, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it wasn't like now therapy is like the cool thing to kind of talk about now. It was, it was when we first started, it was like kind of, we had to walk on a razor's right. edge, you know, right. about it. But now it's just like, you know, we're, we we're seeing more and more now. spaces now that's being created that's allowing people to talk about it. Um, you know, I, I was just watching this interview recently. I forget the guy's name, but um, this gentleman was on The Breakfast Club. And, you know, he was talking about like, it was an, an entire episode about black men in therapy, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm just like, man, this is absolutely incredible. I know black, black love also has a, a channel where um, some content that they put out around men talk. And, and I'm just sitting there just like, you know, cause I'm, it's just, it's just so like fascinating just to sit there and watch black men be able to mm-hmm. express themselves in a way in which we've never been able to really do before. And a hundred percent, like as a woman, I can tell the difference between a man who has, who is self-aware and even therapized to a certain degree. And, and I shouldn't say it like it's been put upon that person, but someone who has like a man who has self-explored and self-actualized versus one who hasn't like the it's is very easy to tell the difference um and it's a just a it's an amazing thing because there's an openness to that individual uh being able to communicate um and be clear about who they are and what what they want what they expect so it just to me it just it makes life easier um when you do have that that skill set i think it's a fearful thing too for a lot of people to have um, black men starting to become uh, uh, more self-aware, you know, because 
Mm. You know, there's a, you know, I think there's always been like it, the, the fabric and the DNA of this country has been based upon fear of black people, particularly black men, mm-hmm. you know, and, mm-hmm. you know, and this is why, you know, people work, you know, the oppressors work in overtime mm-hmm. to try to keep us oppressed. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but, but now, you know, now that people are becoming more aware, more self-aware and, you know, that's power right mm-hmm. there. And, and, and self-aware, but also confident. Yes. Like a true confidence mm-hmm. gives, there's a liberation to that. And there is, it is incredible to see a, like a liberated black man mm-hmm. because they move different. Yes. You move so different and you move in a way that builds an empire. You're, you're taking care of the, the women around you, the children around you, everybody around you grows and gets better. And without that, when we're separated like we are, and, you know, this is kind of maybe part of Kevin Samuel's mission in, in my thought process, when we're separated the way we are, you don't get that because we're all just kind of treading water to keep our heads up. Um, and, and so it is, it is amazing to see that when, um, when you do have that liberated Black man around you, he liberates the whole community with yeah. him. Believe it or not, uh, I d- so I do think it's important for um, Black men to get, you know, Black men specifically to get some sort of guidance. Um, but there's a reason why Kevin Samuel pivoted his channel from men to women. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's just after a while, you know, when, when you tell men what they need to do, like that, they're going to get up and start doing it. Mm-hmm. And that, that's part of the reason why. So a lot of the men on Kevin Samuel's channel have just, like me, have have just kind of moved on. And so my challenge, or I guess, or, or maybe even advice to any man who's interested in becoming self-actualized is to kind of actually get up and do stuff. Uh, so talking about it um, is good. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, but when I get with my friends, it's actually really, there, there, there has to be an activity associated with it. Like yeah. we just don't get together. We usually yeah. get together and play ball or we get together and like, there at least has to be a game on. There's got to, and once, once the game goes off, we get up and leave. <laughs> um, but what really seems to help men is to do things. Be and productive, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Be productive. Go work out. Uh, you know, move toward some sort of a goal. Make some progress. Absolutely, get in touch with your, I guess, feelings and emotions, and, and speak to a therapist. Whatever you need. Uh, but at a certain point in time, my observation has been that men need to get up and do something. They they get very frustrated uh with just talking yeah mm-hmm. yeah I think and I think um I think I think you're absolutely right and and also like therapy isn't something good therapy is <laughs> not something you should be in forever either right. um <laughs> it, you know uh and and everybody doesn't necessarily need therapy some people just need direction some people just need purpose some people just maybe need a goal you know, um, 
And, and so maybe therapy helps you discover that, right? Um, but at the end of the day, it, uh, it, it should move you to action. Absolutely. Um, it, yeah. You talked about guidance um, because there are, you know, people, we have a mixture of men and women that both listen to the podcast. And, you know, there's probably some men out there. And I know I, I have friends, you know, in, in my, my cohort of like close friends and such. They still need some, I'm talking about my guy friends. They still need some guidance, you know? So, so where do we find that? Where do we find that guidance? So one of the things that, uh, and it's interesting, I, it, I'm going to reference Kevin Samuels again. Um, one of the things he talks about is uh, pursuing a, um, oh boy, a network. Or, a group, or you know, a group of like-minded men that can help you. And, and so when you do that, what you're going to do is you're going to find uh, some men that you can help along. Mm -hmm. And you're going to find some men that can help you along. Right. Um, but it's really that community that's going to provide you with guidance. Yeah, it's, it's definitely not something where you turn 18 and, you know, we're on our own. Mm -hmm. uh, the really good thing about uh, today is there are a bunch of different places where you can, there are more places today for you to get uh, exposure to things you're, you're not, that, that are not within your immediate surroundings than ever before. Uh, that's why we see, I think the viewership on YouTube is like 80% men. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. and so YouTube gives you great exposure. You, we have access to every, basically every book that was ever written within a couple of days. Right. Um, and then there are all of these support groups online. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I can't stress enough. I, I think the first step with all of that is to is to work toward some self-actualization, to, yeah. to to actually to sit down and sit down, stand up, whatever, but do something and find out what you like, what you don't like, what you're good at, what you're not mm -hmm. good at. Um, what do you think what do you think the evolution of the manosphere is going to be like if you had to predict it what how do you think it's it's gonna help or how do you think it's, it's gonna move forward uh, so I that's a uh, an interesting question um, I would assume that it's gonna kind of stay where it is for a really long time uh, if if you spend any time on YouTube you realize that uh, the the short form videos are uh, good for more superficial topics, mm -hmm. but it never really gets too deep. Mm -hmm. And I heard someone kind of comment on this recently. Um, I guess some of the, the viewers were asking him to like, hey, can we move on? Can we talk right. about something else? Right. And he said, I'm sorry. I keep getting requests to do this same video. <laughs> and this is, you know, every time I do this topic, this is where I get the most hits. Uh, so I would imagine that the manosphere is going to kind of stay where it is for quite a while. Eventually, uh, it, it it will get more traction kind of on, on the major, uh, with the major broadcast. And, mm -hmm. and, and I think it can, you know, make some progress from there. So Kevin Samuels, um, one of, one of my, my second to last question is, so Kevin Samuels, he talks about the fact that, you know, so Oprah has the own network. Mm -hmm. um, you know, 
women have all these magazines and and different media outlets and and stuff like that and specifically black men do not have their own media outlets what do you think about that do you think that would change the perception of of black men especially in the united states um and and maybe even the way that black women interact with black men no uh well it could it could i don't when you're talking about changing perspectives that that's not the way to do it though um did you know that uh well let me give you some of the stereotypes against black people that have that made perfect sense maybe a hundred years ago but are laughable now mm -hmm. uh and we'll talk about how those change so mm -hmm. um the stereotype that black people could not be violent did you know that used to be a stereotype oh wow no yes so when when the first black man was uh well, before his fight to become heavyweight champion of the world there mm -hmm. you read this in, in the new york times archives they wrote an article saying that black people don't have the emotional ability to get angry <laughs> right oh, wow. um there was a time when the nba wasn't integrated so the stereotype was that black people couldn't play basketball right <laughs> so wow. right but so how did those things change well um Jack Johnson had to knock somebody out. <laughs> yeah. Michael Jordan had to uh, float on air. Yeah. Um, so no, no one had to get on TV and talk about it. Uh, we got up and we, we proved that it wasn't true to the extent right. where it's the, <laughs> the, the stereotypes are the exact same. The complete you, opposite, yeah. yeah. Can you imagine telling somebody, yeah, I don't think black people can play basketball. That, that right. would be insane, right? Right, right. Um, so, for us, we, you know, we, we just need to to show and prove, mm -hmm. uh, which hey, which we continue to do. Mm -hmm. and, you know, that, that's another thing I, I want to point out. Um, the narrative about us is different than the reality, in my opinion. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Absolutely. Um, and then my so my last question, and we ask this to everybody, uh, and they I, I forgot to prime you, Will. So I'm sorry. But, um, but the question is, uh, what does being black mean to you? Uh, it's just another reality that I deal with. Uh, not, not positive, not negative. There, there are some definite, I, I'm not even gonna talk about the negatives because I, I, I don't really care, but there, you know, in terms of this conversation, there are some really nice positives in terms mm -hmm. of, you know, being a black American. Mm -hmm. uh, when I travel, uh, you get treated, what's funny is they'll treat you bad because they think, you know, you're African. And then mm -hmm. when you say you're American and they realize you probably have more money than them, all of a sudden, like they're, they're really, really nice when you travel. Mm -hmm. um, but when I'm, <laughs> when I have to deal with situations where people are like begging for money and I'm like, oh, I, I don't have any. They believe me, <laughs> right? Uh, you see people who rebel by getting tattoos all over their body. They they want to look more dangerous. Well, mm -hmm. I got the most dangerous looking tattoo that you know that that you got that SPF three thousand. Oh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So we want to play yeah. all those tough guy games, and then you know we can play the other side though. You put on a suit. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, they don't know what to think about you. So mm-hmm. it's just a, you know, to me, it's just another reality to deal with. I don't know if I would be, you know, any different um, if I were any other race. I don't think you would be, but that's because I know you. But, um, but yeah, there is no, it's always an interesting question uh, to ask because everybody has an answer because the point of the question is that there is no one way to be black. That's right. Um, And unfortunately, I think some people think that there might be, but, um, but so, so, so that's why we asked the question. It's a good question. Part of the, part of the problem with the perception around black people is we, is is not defined well no um and so an arab in seattle and an irishman in miami have nothing in common right other than they might have the same shade of skin and by the way uh, they're both considered caucasian by the way right right uh but how absurd is it then to say oh well this person in Miami has dark skin and this other person in Seattle has dark skin. So they must have the same principles and values. The, the most cultures are connected by a common language, uh, a, a, a common religion or a common place of birth. Mm-hmm. Blacks in America have none of that. And yet mm-hmm. we're all grouped together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so there is no truer statement than there's more than one way to be to be black. It's, it's actually unfortunate that we're all kind of grouped that way. I, I think, and so an Arab in Seattle and an Irishman from Miami, wouldn't it be crazy if we stood them next to each other and we're like, oh, are, are, are you guys related? Did, did, you, <laughs> did you come here together? Did you, right? right? So. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Well. Nah, this is great. That was that was a great great response, and uh, really appreciate you, brother. Um, just for all your insight, I, I see. This was a very shallow conversation. Yeah, no, him, but by I, the way, yeah, no, I mean, I I kind of got a sense of you know why Shatora speaks so highly of you, um, based off the conversation that we had today. So, um, I certainly appreciate being able to to connect with you and you know just getting your insight on a lot of things and a lot of things that we as black people, especially as black men, think about. You know, so. Um, you know, really appreciate you um, coming on to the podcast today. I know uh, Chitora said earlier that, you know, if trying to find you on social media, it's, it's a wrap. So, but if there's anything like, if there's any parting words that you want to give to folks, you know, the people that's listening right now, you know, just go ahead and do that. Uh, yeah. So we, we talked about Kevin Samuels a little bit um, and a little bit about uh, Jordan Peterson. And if you, let go of, you know, those individuals and and kind of whatever your perception of those individuals are and just walk away from life with like two truths. Um, Number one, life in general uh, is hard. And so the reason why we all have problems in life is because life is hard. Uh, And number two, all of us are in the positions we're in, whatever position, because of choices that we've made. And so Whenever it comes to, uh, you know, how we 
feel about where we are in life, just walk away and I want, I want everyone's impression to be that uh, they've been empowered and they are empowered, uh, that they're okay and they're gonna be okay. Um, yeah, and just, just keep yeah. living. I, I like to say, and I say this all the time, even when I'm having a hard time, I'm not a victim. Right. Because as soon as you say I'm not a victim, you can get right back on course, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. It really is. Thank you, Will. Uh, thank you, bro. I really appreciate you. Absolutely. Great to meet you, Jamil. And uh, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Love you, Will. So, All right. Love you too, little sis. So guys, make sure uh, that you guys Follow us on all of the major streaming platforms. We are anywhere that you want to listen to podcasts, your favorite streaming platform. We are there. Uh, also, make sure that you follow us on Instagram at the B Suite at B Suite Podcast, um, our website thebsweetpodcast.com, and also on Facebook at the B Suite Podcast. So uh, we will be checking back in with you guys really soon. Again, be on the lookout for the B Suite Live coming up Sunday, June twentieth. Um, uh, information about that will be coming out very soon and we just appreciate you guys for rocking with us so until next time we love you appreciate you guys and uh, we'll, we'll check with you guys later little sisters go text your brothers that you love them peace